The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Welcome back to the Secrets of Technology podcast. I'm Kim Commando, America's digital goddess, and I never miss an episode. You're listening to the Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Pat Scott. Hey, Pat. Hello there. And Father Andrew Kinsteder. Hey, Father Andrew. Hello. So I want to tell you all, before we get into our subjects today, I want to tell you all about another show on the StarQuest Network you are sure to enjoy called The Secrets of Stargate. You can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Stargate. So as you all know, it is our become our tradition in every December to have a few episodes where we discuss our some Christmas gift ideas for the techie in your life. And this year we decided to to do themed each week, a different theme of each panel that we do. And of course, you know, we had to do VR for ours with Pat and Father Andrew. So uh, so this year we're giving you some VR ideas. And some of these are things we may have uh, talked about before, but we're bringing them up again. And as I will remind you, with our Christmas gift guides, these are not necessarily things that we've uh, used ourselves or played. So some of them are, in fact, a lot of this stuff that we've we've tried ourselves. Uh, but sometimes the things we might aspire to have or would like for Christmas for ourselves, for instance. Uh, so uh, that's how intent. we <laughs> intent for those who may be listening, Melanie. Uh, so, uh, so this is and I know we're getting right up close to Christmas now as the show releases. So uh, but there is a nice tradition of epiphany gifts. That's uh, something that. Uh, uh, Pat's family uh, does, I know, and that has become part of my family tradition where we give uh, gifts to one another on the on a Feast of Epiphany, the day Jesus got his gifts, you know, so there's and you also get the oh. after Christmas sales. So um, <laughs> so then maybe you give someone a, 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 a nice Epiphany gift. So um, I I suppose I should also add that some of the things we're going to talk about will have a general applicability to um VR, different VR headsets in general, but a lot of our, I know the three of us, our experiences with the Oculus ones, and so all of this stuff will work with Oculus uh, uh, as meta. well. Yeah. yeah. Yes, now it's Meta. meta. Quest. It was Oculus, now <laughs> Facebook, Quest. Facebook decided yeah. to be Meta. All right, <laughs> so all that preamble aside, let's get into it, and uh, Father Andrew, why don't you give us your first Christmas gift idea? Sure. So um, I'm going to preface like all of mine are are so when I when I use the Oculus Quest or the Meta Quest as it as it is, um, I I love how we all sort of Dom you and I probably overlap a little bit more, but we all sort of have different reasons for why we use the the Quest and and what what we enjoy about it. So my primary experience and love for the Quest is the the gaming experience. And so all of my picks, I'm just going to say this out front, are games yeah. and games that I've liked. So the the first one, oh, and also because this is close to Christmas, if you already have the quest, the games are downloadable. So you don't even have to like wait for shipping to get in time for Christmas. You just yep. have, a, have a download. So just, just saying that. Uh-huh. Uh, so my first pick is, of course, going to be um, Star Wars related, and it would be the Star Wars uh, Tales from Galaxy's Edge. This is the the newer game that they have for the for the uh, for the quest. This takes place um, after the technically in the Star Wars timeline. It puts you in the place of a of a droid technician who goes to Batu, and um, it takes place between Star Wars: The Last Jedi and uh, the Rise of Skywalker. And so you really get to kind of live your own experience through the virtual reality of of going to Batu and experiencing um, all sorts of, of fun, crazy adventures. And uh, what's what's really cool about it is, is you can you can literally go out and explore the world of Batu, but there's also enemies. And so you are like picking up, you know, blasters along the way and and uh, and uh, thermal detonators and you can throw them and you can shoot at, uh, at the enemies and you can hide behind rocks. And it's I mean, it's it's not just, you know, sit in a chair and swivel your head and look at things. It's 
you have the freedom to, to even walk around and, and experience things um, as best you can in, in that virtual uh, environment and puts you right in the middle of your own Star Wars adventure. So it is, I think, a must have for for the Star Wars uh, fan in your life. And uh, mm. uh, it's it's one I would highly recommend. I haven't played it yet myself, which is funny, uh, but my kids have, and they've really enjoyed it. So uh, it goes yeah. beyond um, well, another pick that I have coming, but the the Vader Immortal game it goes beyond it, where mm-hmm. there's a lot more freedom of story and it's less linear. You can kind of just go off and do your own thing if you wanted to, okay. which is really cool. And that's available. It's twenty five dollars on the uh, Oculus Store. Hmm. All right, cool. Pat, what is your first Christmas gift idea? Well, my very first love, besides Supernatural, which is another exercise thing, but my very first love in the quest is Walkabout Mini Golf. And uh, I play that almost daily with multiple people from all over the world. I play with people from Australia and New Zealand and Great Britain and Canada. I've got, you know, I collect Canadians as my friends and all sorts of people. But basically, you buy the first game, which is Walkabout Mini Golf. And that comes with like eight different scenarios. Uh, Then you, there's some downloadable uh, content for two ninety nine, which is cheap for an add-on. And the late, latest add-ons have been Mist and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and they are outstanding. Wow. I mean, it's, it that puts you right in the middle of Mist, and you get mm-hmm. to solve some of the puzzles that are too hard in the PC game. You get to play with them and walk around the island and... And, and the challenges in the golf game are different. They've added some things that are a slight, more than a slight difference in the way things work for this particular game. And the same thing for 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It's, it's, it's you get to visit the Nautilus and, and play around mm. in there and solve puzzles in there. And it's, it's just amazing. Uh, so I, I, it's, it's a great solo thing, but it's even better as a group thing. And you can play from one person just by yourself up to eight people. Quite frankly, five is where I like it. Five or six people is about an hour's worth of a game when you're playing together. Nice. And uh, it's it's very social. It's I've had so much fun. There's lots of different places that you can find social games. One of uh, which is through a Facebook Messenger group or through Discord, which is a, another app that you can go in and find a, a, a hourly game to play with somebody, you know, random people. But or there's tournaments that people have set up and they actually have ladders and tournaments and and special events. And it's, it's just it's just all around the the best game I found on on the quest. That's awesome. I see they even have a a a. a... Jim Henson's Labyrinth add-on. Oh, yes. Labyrinth is fantastic, too. Oh, wow. They added characters that actually move around inside the game while you're playing golf. Oh. And uh, the labyrinth that surrounds the castle is fully walkable. You can walk through that (laughs) maze, or you can fly over it. And uh, it's, it's... Every, every scenario, every game, every course has an easy and a hard. And easy is usually daytime, hard is usually nighttime, mm-hmm. and much harder course coursework. But, uh, you know, it's for the price you're paying for the game, it's, it's, it's a world of entertainment for very little. Right. I know this is like there's a separate missed ga- VR game. But this way, you're kind of getting two for one with your getting yes. you know, mist and walkabout mini golf. So that's a, that's right. nice. Well, and and mist the 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 uh, VR game is beautiful, but it's hard, uh-huh. and you mm-hmm. have to be able to take notes and you know remember things. And I'm not real good at remembering things. And they haven't added a note taking function to it, although I've kind of tried to use uh, taking a photo of something. Uh, to help me remember, but you, it, you can it take screenshots difficult. in the games, yeah. right? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. The only problem is it's hard to see them in the game, <laughs> right? You know, right. you can take them, but you can't really view them very easily. Okay. So, okay, 
cool. Yeah, that's that looks really fun. And I know this is one of the things my kids do with you is Pat is yes. you know, they, they love playing walkabout mini golf with grandma. And it's a it's a great way when you're separated by thousands of miles, you can be together in this game in you know enjoy time together like this. So I, I really like that idea of, of it too. Oh yeah. A lot of the people I play with are family members that play, you know, the games together. And there's a mom and a daughter and there's a couple of sisters that play together and, and so it's it's great fun, you know. Great social fun. So my first uh, Christmas gift idea is for those of us who wear glasses. Um, now, you can wear your glasses under the Meta Quest headset. I mean, it's possible. It's not always comfortable. Sometimes get, the glasses get mushed up against your eyes and they get smudged and that sort of thing. Uh, so if you're going to use your Quest for, uh, you know, at, at any amount of time, you might want to invest in some prescription lenses that go on the inside. And the one I use is from a company called Reloptics. And basically, you just give them your prescription, you know, your latest prescription from your doctor, your optometrist. You send it off to them and they craft lenses. And they come as two separate little lenses that attach magnetically left and right, you know, so they, they are labeled. They attach magnetically inside the, the headset. And so when you want to play, you could put it on, you wear it, you don't have to wear your glasses and, you know, you, you get to see what's going on in, you know, your corrected vision. So, and those are $72, which it's not cheap, but it's, it's not bad either. And so, you know, if you want to get those for a loved one who uses a meta, you know, and has got glasses, it's, it's nice. You know, I know a lot of people wear contacts and that sort of thing. I've never gotten to around to sticking my finger in my eye. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I, I like these VR lenses, you know, the prescription lenses for the VR. They, they've worked really well for me. Yeah, I, I echo that. They're very good. Yeah. I have to assume that wearing glasses under the Meta Quest is not comfortable. It's, it can be a little awkward, especially when you're trying to put on and off the headset. They get caught yeah. in there. Or okay. some, with some people, if you've got small frames, they work better than if you've got really oversized frames. Right. Because then they do mush you, as, mm -hmm. as, as uh, mm -hmm. Dom mentioned. Now, my, uh, I have an upcoming gift idea that would make it easier to wear glasses. Uh, but we'll talk about that when I get to it. But uh, so if you don't want to <laughs> go for the prescription lenses, I got another one that might help with that. Uh, oh, and by the way, the the prescription lenses, as Dom said, they're magnetic. So like if you're wearing them, all you have to do is just pop them out for somebody who that's visiting or somebody else in the family. You don't have to go through a lot of rigmarole. It's just pop them out. And then when you want to play, you pop them back in. And they come with a nice case, like separate little uh, soft bags for each for the left and right lens, and then a carrying case nice. for them. And so it's really well done. It's really nice, nicely done. So that brings us back around to you, Father Andrew. What's your next Christmas gift idea? Well, my next uh, gift idea was already alluded to when I was talking about Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and this one would be the original VR Star Wars experience called oh, Vader yeah. Immortal. <laughs> and this one... To to be frank, I would recommend this one probably over Tales from Galaxy's Edge. Vader Immortal is a little bit more linear in its storyline. You can't really branch off or explore on your own. But you get a little bit of backstory on um, Darth Vader and Mustafar, and it ties into uh, Rise of Skywalker a little bit, because uh, the very opening scene of Rise of Skywalker is set on Mustafar with all the, the trees and the... It's a very, very like seconds only scene when he when uh, Kylo Ren is is uh, searching for uh, for Palpatine. Uh, but regardless, the the experience that you get with it, what I think is really fun is you get to use the force, which I have not experienced in Tales from Galaxy's Edge. So you could use a lightsaber, you could use the force. And what's fun in it is at at one point in, I think, episode three you can kind of use both at the same time. So you can like be using the force to pull blasters from stormtroopers and then, you know, shooting them back with their own blaster or using your lightsaber to deflect blaster bolts. Um, or you can just use the force and pick 
pick up the stormtrooper off their their traveling platform and kind of throw him over the edge and it's uh, there's there's so many ways to to defeat the stormtroopers it's it's a lot of fun but it's incredibly satisfying stealing their store their blasters from them using the force <laughs> and then you know you can you can just throw it back at him and it <laughs> and it's just it's um a lot of fun but the story too with vader is is really cool and you actually get to fight him with your lightsaber which is also really really cool yeah so one of the comments that people had made was it's short. It's not a very mm -hmm. long episode, but the dojo itself where you get to practice yep. and play, is, it, that's Academy. really the experience. Yep. Yep. Yeah, oh, the Jedi. Yep. That you can play for hours, and so <sighs> it, you get a lot more play than the the surface, you know, X amount of time. Jedi I will Academy say that the first so time fun. that yeah. the, the what is so fun? The Jedi Academy is so oh, fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> I, I will just say this, that, that the first time that I picked up this game, I was literally blown away by the by the amount that you could see and do and experience. Mm -hmm. It's if if you're still thinking VR is sort of just mundane and, and not immersive. I mean, this this technology has really um, kind of blown me out of the water with with how far it's come and yeah. the experience that you can have with it. And the first time, I've said this before, I think, when we talked about it before, but the first time you, you're standing in a cell and Vader walks in yes. and towers over you, I, I, I was like 10 years old again, like, oh! <laughs> but that's, that's the other cool thing, too, is it, is it knows, like, where your head is relative to, like, the yeah. floor, and it knows that Vader's, like, seven feet tall. Yep. So even me being 6'2", when he walks into the room, I had to look up at him. Yeah. Yeah. Which which just felt, yeah, he was really imposing and terrifying. And <laughs> it was exactly how Darth Vader should be, uh, especially yes. as I remember. And so a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's uh, I agree, it, it's a lot like, um, you know, a lot of explore the dungeon sort of games in that in one sense uh, mm. except it's immersive it's all around you and you're in star wars and so yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i i agree with that's 100 percent on that one so uh that brings us to you pat what's your next christmas gift idea well another one that is can be done either alone or with a group is real vr fishing and you know it doesn't sound very exciting oh it's a fishing game the graphics are photorealistic and you are on rivers where you're seeing the water ripple, you're seeing the fish underneath, you're seeing the birds flying over, you're hearing the rain falling on your boat. You get to choose lures or, you know, live bait and you get to choose different types of fishing gear, uh, different rods. As you progress, you get to go from fresh water into salt water and get sharks and all those mm. types of things that I, I have not ventured into. Because I just love it for the relaxing of it. Just going in and sitting on the bank of the river. And you can actually use YouTube in the background for listening to music or watching uh, news or whatever you want to do. But so many of my friends, they have a weekly fishing session with their family. And one of them may be in California, another one in New York, and another one in Georgia. And they get together with their beer or with their iced tea or whatever, and they sit there for an hour and a half or so and fish. And you can collect the fish. They're very realistic looking. Uh, they flop on, you know, around on the line, and you can reach out and kind of touch them. And then you decide whether you want to release them or whether you want to put them into your aquarium. And so that you can say, I want to fill my aquarium of one of each kind, or I want to put all of this type in there and just see what it looks like. And there are fishing tournaments, and there are all sorts of events, and the developers are very responsive and will add things that people have suggested, and they will come along and you'll get a, uh, a free new outfit for your, yourself, you know, on a holiday or something. And they'll have special gloves or special hats or whatever. And uh, they're extremely responsive. They started out with just Korea with about 28 locations there. Everything from beside a bridge where you see fireworks or the moon you know, going very slowly overhead or uh, where you're on the bank of a river and you see a bear walking across. 
or uh, then they added uh, last year, they added in the fall, I think, the western U.S. They added half of the locations at at the beginning, and then they came along and expanded that same the same game so you didn't pay any more for it uh to be the second half of the US and they've got things like Yosemite and Morro Bay and you know all of these just beautiful locations and um so anyway that's they've just added Japan mm-hmm. and each of those is like the add-ons are like I think $14 or something like that I'm not sure exactly but they they're very worth it yeah. So J- Japan part one is eight dollars and the US West is twelve dollars. The game itself is twenty. So, you know, you but even when you, but it you get to, a lot there. Yeah, when you come to a game, that that's that's kind mm-hmm. of normal. I mean, that's actually a pretty good price, twenty dollars for for the game. Yeah. Um I like that. And it says that two days ago they added uh, part two of Japan so that they've expanded oh, good. it. So, yeah, I haven't gotten the Japan yet. I'm still working on the Western U.S. <laughs> and I don't go into it as often as I do the uh, the walkabout. But I do go in there about once a week or so. And just it's just, just so nice to sit and relax and hear the rain and, and put your line out and see how well you can bring in the fish. And it's very relaxing. That is fun. like one of the best parts of fishing in general is not necessarily catching fish, but you know going someplace and sitting someplace quiet and throwing a line in the water and feed the fish while you're having a chat with a friend. And that seems to be yeah. you know like the, 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 that's what some of the best parts of this are. That's cool. So uh, my next gift idea is related but different. Mine is is a game called Bait, and it's also about fishing. But this is more cartoonish fishing, and it's kind of fun. The way to describe it is you're you're kind of given this quest, and you you are given your progressive tasks, and you're in this uh, location. I think it's almost kind of like Louisiana or something like that. And you've got to catch certain kinds of fish, and you've got to go to, like, different locations within this area, and you're helping someone solve a puzzle. And so it's it's kind of a quest sort of thing, but... You know, it's casting, reeling, you know, uh, getting the fish on the line and hooking it and landing it and that sort of stuff. And then there's a there's a kind of a, a silly line. It's not realistic in the sense of the fish aren't based on real fish or that sort of thing. Um, it's a different kind of game, but it was kind of fun the, when I played with it. And they're updating it and doing doing more and more with it. But, um, yeah, it's a sort of a casual uh, game. And it was I, yeah, I it's free. It. That one's free. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. There are some in-app purchases you can do, but uh, you, I, I don't think I bought anything. I think it's you could just play it for free uh, for a while. I think if you want, if you reach the end of the story and you want to keep going, I think you have to. You could, you can actually buy some more uh, space, but um, you can. I think you complete the story without paying anything. So, and I, and there's a certain amount of if you want special bait or something like that. There's a way to to buy special bait in there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's a a lot of fun and in in it's a solo though you can't play with other people. Right, right. But it is it is a lot of fun and it's a good way to get started. I suppose as a gift idea, you, you know, it's free. But maybe you could you could buy the uh, in in game the DLC, the downloadable content, you know, uh, for mm-hmm. for someone for Christmas that sort of thing. So as I as I think about it. Uh, all right, that brings us back around to you, Father. What's your next Christmas gift idea? Uh, so my my next one is going to same in the stay in the same science fiction science fantasy world, but uh, swap uh, swap fandom. So I'm going to recommend a Doctor Who uh, virtual reality game, and uh, this one is called uh, the Do- uh, Doctor Who Edge of Time. And um, so this one is definitely for all the Doctor Who nerds out there, and it is. It, it's a, a a new adventure with uh, the 13th Doctor. So Jodie Whittaker comes back and voices the 13th Doctor. And so um, it's, you know, a new threat facing the galaxy in time. And you have to go and solve these puzzles. And and what's what's cool about it is that you you fight Daleks, which in my estimation were not nearly scary enough. <laughs> and I know I've talked about this before, but you also encounter the weeping angels, which are more terrifying than you could ever <laughs> imagine when you just watch them on TV where they are terrifying enough. 
because when you're placed in the the virtual reality with the weeping angels and I'm not going to spoil it too much, but there's two hallways that you have to look down and they're both and the weeping angels are coming at you from two directions. So the oh. virtual reality system forces you not just to look down one quarter, but you have to constantly be turning your head back and forth and try to solve a puzzle at the same time, which forces you to look into a third direction. Oh. Oh. So <laughs> it's, it is, it is not for the faint of heart and it really brings home just how terrifying the, the, the weeping angels are <laughs> for those of you who, who know the, the, the show. And, uh, so it is, uh, it is a lot of fun though, and I would highly recommend it and just, uh, a blast. Uh, so yeah, I I notice a pattern here with our with our picks. Like mine is for the intense <laughs> intense games. So maybe maybe play mine and then jump to Pat's <laughs> relaxation, <laughs> sit by the, you know, sit by the creek side and go fishing for a while after so, the weeping angels terrify you. I'm going to suggest so if you give this game to someone, wait till they're doing the weeping angels and then sneak up behind them and grab them. <laughs> Not if you don't want to take them to the hospital. Yeah, you, you, you might wind up with a broken nose with that. <laughs> no kidding. The nice thing with this one is it's available not just on the Quest, on, on Meta, but also on yep. the PlayStation VR and the Steam Store, which I think works with the HTC Vive. So it's available on, all, on everything, basically. Yep. So that's that's nice with that, with that one. That's cool. Um, and it is only, uh, let's see, it's $20. So, and you get to drive the TARDIS oh. granted, it's, it's granted. It's the 13th doctor's, uh, desktop yeah. setting. So it's not yeah. the, it's not my favorite, but yeah. still you get, you get to fly the TARDIS. So there needs to be more doctor who VR and that sort of thing, uh, with maybe with some throwbacks to some earlier. Yeah. Uh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Pat, what do you have next? Okay, well, I puzzled a lot over this one, oh. but I'm sorry. <laughs> Lots of us grew up playing jigsaw puzzles, and that's a lot of fun. It's a two-dimensional thing, you know, basically a, a jigsaw puzzle is. Well, there is one called Puzzling Places that is a 3D sculpture type jigsaw puzzle. You enter a room and you see the puzzle pieces all around you and you can choose from a lot of free ones. There's probably 16, 20 or more free ones. And then you can buy packs of additional uh, ones if you want. And they give away some free ones periodically. But basically you can say whether you want them to be 25 pieces, 50, 100, 300. So you can make the puzzle as as detailed and difficult as you want or something that can just relax. But as you're putting it together, the pieces snap into place and then you can rotate this with your hands so that you can see inside, top view, bottom view, and you're given a, about six views or maybe four views of the object and trying to figure out where one piece goes, which, you know, which surface it's going on. And sometimes you actually have to turn it upside down and put your head inside it <laughs> to see where some of the interior pieces go, because they, they may have the inside of a church with the cupola and the dome with the doors and the, the pews and everything. But then the outside is on an island with you're seeing it on the top of a hill with the with all of the structure there. And it's very relaxing. The as the as you're putting the pieces together, most of them have a soundtrack. So if it's like a medieval village, you may hear people talking and in the background and and dogs barking or you know a cart rolling by and it's 3D. I mean, you're hearing it around you. And as you get certain key puzzles pieces put into place, then the soundscape explodes and you get fireworks and all sorts of, of uh, incentive as you're finishing putting it together. And then you get a, a real sound experience from that particular piece. So there might be an abbey or there might be a, 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 a kimono, you know, like a, a Japanese kimono, mm. or there might be a, 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 a war, seaside wharf or a boat that you're putting together. Mm -hmm. And again, just the fact that it's 3D and you can spin it around and try to figure out where these pieces go, it's a right. boot. <laughs> so it looks like it's $15. It's a solo game. Yeah, 
and it looks like it's $15 for the basic game, and then they have monthly add-on packs, $5 each. But you get, like, it looks like the add-on packs, you get a half a dozen, maybe more, uh, more additional puzzles. So, uh, right. That, that's really nice. They, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's 3D hyper-realistic miniatures of places and things from around the world. So that, that's, that's, that looks really yeah, fun. They're, they're- there was one that was kind of a library looking thing that you, you know, put together the inside and the outside so that you look down from the top and you can see all the things that are inside this room, as well as from the outside of the building, you can see the, you know, the chimneys and the fireplaces and all that kind of thing, too. Awesome. The Halloween was, was really fun. Oh. They had a, a haunted uh, uh a uh, graveyard, you know, with uh, glowing pumpkins and stuff like that in there. It was mm, fun. Nice, nice. <laughs> Cool. That's a good one. I, 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 my, my sons love jigsaw puzzles, so they'd probably like that too. Oh yeah. So, uh, my next pick is a bit of hardware to go along with your Oculus or sorry, Meta Quest. Sorry, mm-hmm. Zuckerberg changing things. Um, so, but this is a, <clears throat> a head strap, which uh, Pat you got me for Christmas last year, which was fantastic, and it replaces the standard head strap, which clamps on your face and kind of holds the 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 viewport against your face well what elastically yes well with this new thing it's more of a halo uh situation so it's the bobo vr m2 plus head strap so it it it's a strap that goes around your head but it kind of holds the 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 viewport kind of in front of your eyes so it's not pulling it against it it's you know you, you got to figure out how to adjust it but once you figured it out i had to look actually look at a, a youtube video of somebody doing it but once i watched the video i'm like oh okay it, it, it's like riding a bike like oh once you understand what you're doing then it's clear how to adjust it so that's what i did another nice thing about it is that it comes with two magnetic battery packs that attach magnetically to the to the back of the strap so it provides a little weight counterbalance which is good mm-hmm. uh but also provides a lot more additional uh battery time usage time and when the battery dies it's magnetic you can take it off without looking without taking the thing off and slapping the new one on uh so it's really nice uh and it's uh it's 90 dollars but it's a it's it's a really nice set and then the there's like it comes with a charging pad for the batteries and the whole thing so it's a really really nice setup if if you're going to use the your VR headset for any length of time this sort of thing is is really great so you can get i think you can get just the head strap without the battery thing for like $36. So if you're looking for something a little right. less expensive. It's not the pro version. It's the, the regular Bobo uh, M- M1, I think it is. Yeah. And then the, the M2 comes with the, the one battery, and then the uh, you can add on as many batteries as you want. But most people like the two batteries because it while you're charging one, you're playing with the other. Right. And so it... Uh, it takes it from just being uh, about an hour and a half with the standard uh, uh, headset and, uh, you know, with the, what's built in. And then each of those adds about another hour or so yeah. uh, to it. Yeah. You probably don't want to be on there for more than, say, three hours. Max, anyway. It's probably not, not good for you. Uh, but like if you're watching a movie, which you can do in uh, mm-hmm. in a VR, you, you're going to need that extra time to, to get the whole movie in. So uh, so that's that was that. Father, you have another uh, Christmas gift idea that you wanted to share? I do, yeah. Just one one more game quick to keep with my, my games uh, picks. And this one uh, jumps from, uh, well, science fiction, Star Wars stuff to, to zombie and horror. And... <laughs> I will I will say right up right off the bat that I am not typically a horror kind of kind of fan. Like I don't like the movies and I don't I don't do that kind of stuff. But I I ended up getting into the the, the Resident Evil uh, series that come it comes on um, Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo and all the normal systems. Um, and me and my brother have kind of gotten into the lore and we think it's kind of fun to try to figure out what, you know, what caused the zombie apocalypse and, and whatnot. But regardless of all of that, Resident Evil 4 recently in the last year released a virtual reality version of Resident Evil 4, which if you talk to Resident Evil fans, uh, the, the fourth installment is often considered the best. It's, 
it's a mix between kind of the action, um, the action shooter that the the following game sort of kind of uh, started to really focus on, and less on the suspense kind of horror. Um, but still, like this this particular game, you're finding zombies, a version of zombies in Spain, and you're trying to rescue the the president of the United States' daughter who was kidnapped and. And I've played it on the Xbox, but to imagine it in virtual reality is not yet something that I've been able to to quite <laughs> bring myself to do uh, because I know I know what it's like on a console. But then to imagine myself uh, not just third third person perspective on on Leon, the character, to, but to be to be really there uh, kind of freaks me out a little bit. But I'm also intrigued enough that I'd like to try it. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so the, so yeah, I think I think that uh, that would be uh, another well pick for those who are into those kind of uh, survivalist, uh, scary kind of games out there. It's rated seventeen plus, so you want to get. The yeah, it's 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 not it's not for young kids for sure. Yeah. So this was forty bucks, uh, and they, but they uh, Meta is selling it as a bundle with the Quest Two for. Uh, three forty nine. Mm, so that's mm. a <laughs> that's that's yeah. Mm, and you mm. need a quest too, Father. <laughs> I do need a quest too, Mom and Dad. If you're listening, <laughs> so uh, I have one last uh, pick that I want to recommend, which we've talked about before on the show, and I just want to recommend it again. It is uh, Supernatural, the workout uh, app, and it is fantastic. It is. I, I have to admit, I haven't been doing it as much uh, ever since our house went through its disaster. I haven't had the space in my office to move around like I used to. I, I really need to fix that because it was great to get up every morning, come in the office, especially in the winter where around here, it's no fun going outside yeah. and and being able to, you know, exercise in all of these beautiful places uh, with beautiful, you know, wonderful music. Some, you know, some some music is better than others, but it's a lot of fun uh, music and some really nice instructors. Like some of the instructors, I really enjoyed. And so it is, and, and it's kind of become this has kind of become the app that people talk about, like to justify VR. Like this is the one app that really gets people into VR and this whole thing. And so supernatural. That has boxing workouts. It has all the I call it the lightsaber workout, where you're smacking balls out of the air, your balloons out of the air with lightsabers, um, and and uh, they have some other like meditative things. Uh, they have a really supportive community. If you, if you like that, they have like an online supportive communities, and um, it's twenty dollars a month, or you can pay upfront for one hundred eighty bucks for a year, so it's about fifteen dollars a month in that case. So it's not cheap, cheaper than a gym membership. Yes, and and you don't have to go drive to there. Exactly, exactly. It's as convenient as, you know, the biggest room you have (laughs) to move around in. You can actually do it standing in a stationary uh, circle, and I do that. I just don't don't do a lot of heavy reaching, you know, in in that type of thing. But I use it a lot, just stationary in one place. Yeah, I I should – yeah, there is – you don't have to move around a lot. Yeah, For me, it's more Mm -hmm. – I smack my – hand on my desk a couple times and that was like i need to rearrange things a little bit and get a little bit more room i just i mean i have a very small space in general for vr in my office i when i when the kids do it i have them do it in the living room and we push things back and i could be out there but yeah i'd wake people up yeah in the morning (laughs) but i'll figure it out but i really enjoyed uh doing that and it really got me exercising and you know i was closing my rings on my apple watch every day and all that sort of stuff so um you know if, you, if you're looking for a nice way to 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 get to exercise it would help someone to get exercising more this is a this is you know and this for people of all abilities you don't have to be a workout if, if you've seen me i'm not you know workout buff dude I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a gym bro. Uh so it's a, it's a nice way to help people get more active who need to be a little more active and and I, it's a fantastic positive uplifting way of doing that. And it's so, it's fun. Yeah. They've added some things with uh leg uh more leg movement oh, kicks okay. type thing too for because people are were asking for lower body stuff because it's a great cardio workout. Yeah. But it's not a resistance training. But mm-hmm. they've added the the lower, you know, kicking with your your legs and knees to uh to hit the targets too. Oh, okay. So th- th- those are optional. You don't have to, but they're they're available. 
Cool. And they release a couple of workouts a day. Oh, yeah. So the library of workouts that you can do anywhere from 10 minutes all the way up to an hour is just fantastic. It's like in the, you know, six or eight hundreds now. Yeah. So it is fantastic. A lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we've all done it, right? Uh, we've all. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm a fan of anything that that tricks you into working out without. <laughs> <laughs> where you don't th like you don't think you're working out you're having fun it's yes it's, right I, I'm all i feel for like it's it's i feel like it's kind of a dance it's kind of mm -hmm. almost like you're flowing and dancing and 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 the good music and all and it's, it's really upbeat mm -hmm. yeah and so you can feel like you're an action hero with a soundtrack i mean it depends <laughs> on how you want to do it there's one setting i think i mentioned before it's in the wadi rum in in uh jordan the country of jordan and it is where they film the scene where Ray um, jumps over Kylo Ren's uh, TIE fighter. And yeah. I tell you, every time I do that, I want them to do <laughs> Star Wars music for that. Please do Star Wars music for that. I mean, that's that's the place anyway. So yeah, cool. Uh, all right. So those are our Christmas gift ideas related to VR. We hope that uh, if you if you're getting someone something VR related for Christmas or someone is VR aficionado, uh, that you consider some of this and all of this you can can go in the Oculus store if you if they have an Oculus and you can buy gift cards there for people. And so that's a you can either buy a, a particular piece of software as and, and gift it to somebody or you can just buy someone a gift card, an Oculus gift card. So that, that's an option, mm -hmm. too. So let's move on to the rest of our show. And I want to first take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Steve H, Teresa N, Samuel C, Ian S, and Nick W. Their generous tax-deductible donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So we've got some headlines we want to discuss in you know, it is Christmas shopping time and a lot of people are going to be doing their Christmas shopping at Amazon. And so this headline will be uh, interesting for you. Uh, it's the headline is it's not your imagination. Shopping on Amazon has gotten worse. <laughs> and so the story is that uh, th this study was done of Amazon's uh, the search results. And what they found was is in for a lot of the search results, you are not getting just the things that best fit your results. You're getting a lot of ads. And in fact, uh, in the, the first page of the search results is almost always ads. It's things that are, that are sponsored or put there. And there's, there's a lot of um, deceptive advertising in the sense of they'll say things like top rated from our brands. Those are all paid for ad based, you know, um, and, and things like that. And, and I have to say, I've noticed the same thing where I will search for something very specific and get a lot of stuff that isn't really even the same thing. And, you know, it's 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 off. And they use examples of searching for cat beds and getting dog related stuff or dog beds and getting cat related stuff or whatever it is. But um, what do you all think? What has been your experience with Amazon? I mean, has, has it gotten worse over time? I've noticed a lot more of the sponsored stuff showing up in the top stuff. And I just, my mind just goes slip down to the, you know, the ones that don't say sponsored. So I understand for somebody who's not aware that that could be, they think that that's the best product, but it's a sponsored product and they don't realize that that's why it's up so high. Right. So that's, it is very deceptive in that sense. But I, I dig down through until I find what I'm looking for. And I've always noticed, I guess, ads and whatnot, but I'm usually I'm I'm usually always looking for something very particular. And so I know exactly like when I see it, I know what I'm looking for. It's not I'm I'm, I'm not just browsing kind of the best cat bed out there. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I'll never search for a cat bed <laughs> in, in my life. Uh, at least I hope I won't have to ever do that. But yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like the convenience of Amazon, but I'm also it. I mean, it just it makes me kind of I'd rather support local if I could or, you know, mm -hmm. those sorts of things and avoid all of that, because all those people, of course, they're 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 paying Amazon to to get their product front and center, you know, and whether it's exactly what you're looking for or not, 
depends on the product, but uh, I don't know. There's it works of, and it doesn't. It's the, yeah. There's a lot of knockoff stuff too, like things that are like made by no name brands, like with weird all caps pseudo word names, if you know what I mean. And yeah. that are you know that will start with the same letter as a well known brand, for example. Um or, or like I'll look for a very specific thing, like an anchor battery charger. And I will get listings for things that are clearly not from anchor, like mm-hmm. And it's not just Amazon. The, the article talks about you'll see this in Google, you'll see, you know, Google search results. You even see this in the Apple App Store, which I've noticed. It's like you'll search for oh, yeah. you know, a specific app. And you'll get things that are not at all that. And that's been a problem. I'm, I'm kind of surprised at Apple like letting that happen. Like um, There was like a famous one where someone searched for some uh, like productivity app, and they got the top result was a gambling app. Like, what? It, so, it, yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a danger here. Um, I I don't want to go too far on a tangent here, so uh, Tom, <laughs> yep. stop me if I if this is too too out there. But I'm I, I've I've had the experience. In fact, just recently, we I bought Mannheim Steamroller tickets for a concert in in Wyoming, and when they went on sale, I was directed to a third party versus the the actual oh, site. Right. Yep. Very and that, and, that, and 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 yeah, the the the, the trick is is that that I want to I want people to to not fall for those because the sometimes those links look legitimate, and this third party that I ended up going to was legitimate, but I didn't realize it until after the fact. But they, um, all in total, um, I, I spent <laughs> hundreds of dollars more than oh. I should have for four tickets. Oh. Um, thankfully they Bait had shipping. They, yeah. yeah, well, and and thankfully they had shipping problems, and th- since it was on there, and they refunded me the money, and I was able to go back to the original site and get the right tickets that I wanted. But I was beating myself up because I never get caught off guard by these kind of things. I never do it. But it was a panic moment because they were they were they tricked me into thinking that oh the the tickets were selling quickly and and right. it was one of those there's and, only three more left <laughs> right yeah. and and i for the life of me what i think happened is is like when i went to the website you know to buy the tickets it was either too early and so they weren't on sale yet and very likely i went to google and just typed in you know the the the, the place where the 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 venue and the the top result was hey we have tickets for Mannheim Streamer at this this venue and I clicked on it and it wasn't yep, wrong one. it wasn't the yeah. right it wasn't the right one so I I share that so that you know just be aware that these scams are out there and right. sometimes that sponsored link at the top is not yep. is not the right one and just be very careful yeah, not only is it just a competitor, it may be malicious. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, be the article that I'm going to link has a, a lot of has a lot of tips for how to you know keep yourself safe from these these deceptive link you know suggestions and links and but also says you know these are also things that these companies need to be doing better and maybe we need the uh, Federal Trade Commission to kind of step in and make these things work better than they do. I really feel like. Like another thing they recommend is to search a good review site, you know, before, you know, looking at the reviews and going, but even like searching for reviews on Google, there are a lot of like spammy review sites out there. So you got even then got to get to do your homework. And a lot of these are just link farms for affiliate links to Amazon, really. Uh, so mm-hmm. I go to the wirecutters.com. I go to, which is now a New York Times thing. I go to Consumer Reports. I go to Tom's Hardware. Tom's Hardware. Yeah, yeah. when you're looking for computer stuff. I, I try to go to known places that I know have journalistic standards and aren't just shoveling stuff at me. But it's harder when, you know, like even for like outdoor gear, I try to find outdoor websites that are more than just links to uh, Amazon, you know, selling stuff. So yeah, any any website that says the hundred best whatever, or the ten best whatever, they're all just mm-hmm. link farms. Yeah, they're just out there for advertising. Right, exactly. In fact, if you if you if you really you want to spend a little time, look, compare the link the lists and does the same one, two, or three in the top five all the time. That means that those probably are good. <laughs> you know what I mean, and not just you know link farm stuff. Right. All right. So uh move on to our next headline. Uh this is an interesting one. The and it seems 
outrageous when you read the headline, but then you need to dig in a little bit. So the headline is San Francisco police seek permission for its robots to use deadly force. And and now we're all thinking like RoboCop Terminator, <laughs> Terminator. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> so what it turns out is, is they, they, they want the opportunity, the option to use their, their police robots that they already own, not to like shoot guns because they don't, they're not going to arm them with guns, but in a situation where it's a last resort, lives are at stake or have already been lost. Uh, and the only thing that, that's left is to put a perhaps an explosive device on a robot and roll it up next to a van with with a bad guy in it or something like that and kill the shooter or along those lines. And now, obviously, and, and rightly so, there's a lot of question over this. Uh, is this something we want to do? But so what do you all think of this? Is this uh, is something that we should open the door to um, or is this not as big a deal as they're making it to be? What do you think? Well, one of the things that I was that struck me was, is it something that they are remotely doing? You have an operator that is can making a decision or if they've got an algorithm, the you know, mm. for me, it, it should always be under human control. To and make a decision, and that's what it is. These are not autonomous robots that are making okay. decisions. They're all they're remotely piloted drones, and I think that's so the it's key an distinction of their of their will that yeah. would take an action. Yeah, okay. right. I I think it's that's just, the key. It it always inherently makes me nervous, just because I mean, it doesn't matter what the technology is 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 what it, when it when it fails. I mean, if yeah. you have a drone out there that's got a an explosive device built onto it and it the wing, you know, breaks and it falls into a residential neighborhood, you know, or just right. I mean, they, they probably wouldn't be that careless with it. But there's I, I'm not More inherently a, a problem. I'm not inherently opposed to the idea because we we need to use force. I mean, self-defense when necessary and, you know, always as a last resort and, and all of that. But you you add another layer of technology uh, i i'm just always i guess i when it comes to this kind of thing because lives are at stake i'm always wondering what what if the worst happens or what what could go wrong and mm-hmm. you I know think, maybe it, maybe that would be a very rare thing but it makes yeah. me nervous i think as it, it as long as what we're talking about is, is we're just like we have a device that we're already using that's under human control, and mm. at, it's not like patrolling with a bomb on it. But we're right, like right. we're putting it on, like on a remote control car and rolling it under like the I don't know. Like, I'm thinking like the TV show SWAT or something. They're rolling it under the uh, bad guy van and it blows up mm. or whatever. You know that sort of thing. Uh, because then, in principle, it's not it's not any different than the police who are using handguns yeah. or. You know, it's it's the same principle. It's just a different form of technology or different mechanical device. I think that it's the word robot in. And, yeah, I, and yeah. I think we have been trained by fiction of various sorts to think of robots <laughs> like droids or Mr. Data or those sorts of things are t- autonomous operators that, mm-hmm. you know, the Terminator, you know, we, we've got these fears about these things. And it's it, it's we call it a robot, but it's really just a. A device, a radio machine. controlled device, right? Machine, and and I think that's part of the issue. Is, is maybe we should make distinctions about autonomously operated weapons, which I think is bad and is steps over the line, versus mm-hmm. machines operated via radio control by a human being. Like in that case, how is that different from you know uh, a, a fighter pilot launching? missiles you know guided missiles from his plane right you know right that, that you could call that missile a robot yep or a a a, a gun that has a sight on it you know a a, a a distant sight laser yeah with a laser sight you know that sort of thing yeah right so uh, i i I, ca- I applaud the caution that I'm, in fact i applaud the fact that they even have to ask for permission to do mm-hmm. this that's a good thing um but i think saying no i think as if you trust them to carry guns in the first place <laughs> you we, we we probably be able to trust them in this sort of thing that's my thought right anyway so all right and then our last headline is um an interesting this is a, a lot lighter um amazon speaking of amazon though uh amazon <laughs> says it plans to spend a billion dollars 
on theatrical movies every year. Now, these are like movies they plan to put in theaters. And they said 12 to 15 movies each year. Now, Amazon recently bought MGM Studios, right? And that that gives them more of this movie making ability. They've been making stuff for Prime Video. And in fact, they've spent spending billions of dollars to make the the Lord of the Rings series. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think of this? Is, is this, um, is this, you know, uh, interesting to you? I mean, I mean, what is, what do you think this is going to do for entertainment? Well, there are some movies that I'm perfectly content to watch on my, my home TV. But there are others that I really want to see on a big screen. Yep. So the, the sounds like the trend is now that we've gotten the very worst of lockdown and all mm-hmm. behind us, that movie theaters might be able to start making a recurrence. I mean, a, a resurgence. And I think there it needs to be available and be able to have enough good movies to put out there. And, and if this is one way to do it, why not? I I still like the idea that I can stream at home on something that I don't really care about the scenery that much or the the soundtrack that much, but that I can go and see something that is just beautiful in a theater. Right. I I think ultimately this is a good thing because like like Pat is, has already been saying, I don't think the theater is going anywhere. I, th- I think that there is something inherent inherent about the theatrical experience that we just we crave. Mm-hmm. And not only is it the the sound and the big screen, but it's also the 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 people that you're with. Mm-hmm. I remember going to see Star Wars: uh, The Force Awakens, oh, and yeah. the energy in the theater was palpable. I mean, it was like yep. the opening crawl, and everybody's cheering and applauding. And if I was sitting home alone watching this on Disney Plus, there would there would be excitement, but there wouldn't be the same feel. Energy, yeah. right, yeah. right. And then even some movies, I'm thinking, uh, for example, The Greatest Showman uh, with Hugh Jackman. It was, I mean, it was. I went to theaters to see it, and they they it was either before or after the movie, but they they this thing pops up and it says, you know, thank you for for experiencing this movie the way it was intended to be experienced at the mm. theater. Right and. And and so like yeah that that movie is I will watch that movie all the time at home on on streaming and it's great but there's there's something about the theatrical experience that you can't capture at the at that home so you know if Amazon is going to put money into that ecosystem I'm I may not go see those particular movies because so far Amazon hasn't really developed anything that I'm interested in I like Lord of the Rings but I haven't jumped on the 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 series that they've made. But, uh, you know, if we can support that that system, I'm all for it because mm. I, I think it's something that's not going away. And even, you know, during the pandemic with like Spider-Man No Way Home and theaters were packed. Right. You know, right. <laughs> people want that experience. And I think it's I think it's good. I think it's a really good and fun thing to do. I like having the the balance. I like being able to watch stuff on streaming that mm-hmm. I don't really feel like I need to go to the theater to see. I'm glad I didn't spend the money to go see Thor: Love and Thunder. I mean, it was it was <laughs> it was funny in yeah. parts, but it was not the blockbuster experience. Sure. Um, yep. But I would love to see a Star Wars on the big screen or a Star Trek on mm-hmm. the big screen, or I will go see a, if they make another Lord of the Rings on the big screen, I'll see that. Or like since Amazon owns MGM, they might make maybe a Stargate movie on the big screen. Hint, hint. Mm. Um, or, or a series. We'll take either. That's okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I agree. I, there's something about if they, if theaters continue to be a compelling experience, you know, that, that the, the screens are big, the sound is good, you know, it's an experience. Yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, it's, it's fascinating to me that the Amazon is really kind of going into this beyond like the streaming. Yeah. yeah. I mean, originally I think a lot of this video stuff was to drive people to prime Amazon prime and to the website and to buy stuff from them. But it feels like Amazon is going beyond that and saying, we want to make money just like a like a big entertainment, yeah, yeah, big entertainment company. So kind of interesting, kind of interesting to see. All right, so that does it for our headlines this time, and so this is the time of the show where we give you our picks of the week. And Father Andrew, why don't you give us your pick? Well, my pick has already been uh, talked about a little bit in the show, but this would be 
you know, any of those, any of you listening out there, if you want to get me a Christmas present, this is, this is it. <laughs> uh, this is my, my pick is the, the MetaQuest 2. And in particular, right now, there there's a sale going on until they run out of, of the supply for it. But it's it's the MetaQuest 2, and it's bundled with uh, Beat Saber and the, the Resident Evil VR game that I was telling you about earlier. And mm. the 128-gigabyte version of it is, is $350, where if you just bought the 128-gigabyte the normally without any add-ons, it's $400. And the 256 gigabyte version is $430 instead of $500. So a, a pretty substantial discount for, for both of those. And you get bundled two games. And it's an upgrade from the Quest 1, which I... And the, the Quest 1 is amazing, but I still haven't upgraded yet. So I can only... Do you do you guys... Do either of you have the Quest 2? No. Yes. Oh. Okay. And, yes, and, you get uh, the Quest 2, but not... Uh, I mean, I've got the 128 version. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. I, I also had the 64 gigabyte version. Okay. Uh, but but the, you, uh, I'm sure it's just better in quality and everything from the yeah. Quest 1. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, it sure. is. And more games are available. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. Like right. like I mentioned, for example, the Resident Evil game is is only available on the Quest 2 or whatever probably comes out next. So, And the Quest 2 um, has two hand controllers, which uh, as opposed to one, which is a, uh, really useful uh, for a lot of things. The Quest well, 1 has it, two hand controllers. Yeah, it was the Go. The oh. Go only had the single controller. Okay. It was the baby. It was yeah. hard to keep track of now, all these different ones. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, I have had people ask whether 128 is enough or you need to go 256. The, so a lot of the games are getting bigger. You know, the the uh, first-person shooter, the, the ones that are really elaborate. Mm. But quite frankly, I've got probably 50, 40 or 50 games on mine, and I don't have to delete and re-add and stuff like that with 128 the 64 i was getting pushing it a little bit but i think the 128 is a good spot right now mm-hmm. for you know especially for somebody who's doing supernatural and and mini golf and one other game there's no reason to have the 256 gigabyte and i think it's fair to say that if if you are running out of room you can always delete a game and re-download oh, yeah. it later so it's There's it's not no like cost involved no yeah. you know yeah it's not like you're kind of stuck if you've got 128 gigabytes and you run out of memory and you want another game just delete an old one and if you want it back you can re-download it later and now that the cloud save has pretty much permeated the whole thing, you, most of the time you don't lose your progress or you don't lose your, your the things that you've accumulated in the game because most games, I think all the games I know of, have, have cloud save. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Excellent. Good pick. Uh, now's the time to buy one. And th- they have the new Pro Quest, which is really expensive. That's really a that's, – that's, that's for someone who's got more money to burn. Like this and business. That's for it's, business it's stuff. Business yeah. oriented. It's not a game oriented m- machine. Right. I mean, it'll run a yeah, lot of the games, but it's not meant the, for regular folk. Yeah. So that's good. Excellent. Uh, Pat, what is your pick this week? Well, this is uh, this is not VR. I, I just realized <laughs> that. Um, but um, I used to to recommend a program called ADCS to do comparisons and synchronizations of files and folders on a piece on a Windows PC. They have no longer. It's no longer available. Uh, you go looking and all you get is is ads and stuff like that. So I found another one that's a freebie, uh, and it's called. Uh, uh, free Commander, and it will do file and folder comparisons as well as it's got all sorts of viewing capability and, uh, you know, it'll do look at pictures in your library and all sorts of things. It's a very full featured alternative to just using the Windows File Explorer, which is kind of like the, the Mac Finder. So uh, it's, but it is free and it's a little bit less friendly to me than my other program was, but I may just need to get, you know, more familiar with it. But um, you can get it for free. If you buy, if you pay for a, a donation amount, you can get the 64 gigabyte, which has, I mean, pardon me, 64 bit, which has more, more integration with the windows control panel and things like that, that the 32 bit version doesn't. But other than that, for my purposes, the free one will do what I want. Excellent. Very good. Um, 
So my pick this week is an app for iOS called Amplosion. And so there's a thing, Google created this thing a while ago where they, they called AMP pages, where they're uh, mobile, they're designed for mobile. So websites like the, like the New York Times or, you know, other uh, media sites will design a special page to design to be shown on a phone. And it's supposed to be better. Well, it's usually isn't. It's usually a pain in the neck. Um, and it doesn't show, often doesn't show you the whole page and all the different features that would, uh, you'd see on a regular uh, PC or whatever. And so this app, well, it's an extension for Safari on iOS and, and your you know uh, iPad OS, where it will automatically redirect you away from the AMP page to the regular desktop page, and so you get everything. And so it's it's very simple. Does the one thing and it does it well. Um, it's two dollars, and once you install it. You don't even I I forgot it was there. I was looking through all my things I'm like, hey, well, that's right. I have this still. And it just does the job. And I no longer like I'm cursing at AMP pages loading from websites. So um, very it's a it's a very nice little uh, app. So I want to recommend it. All right. So I think that does it for this time. We would love to hear your thoughts on our discussion. You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the StarQuest Facebook page at facebook.com slash Media. Send an email to technology at sqpn.com. Visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. You'll find links from our discussion and picks of the week and our gift ideas on our show notes at sqpn.com. We want to thank James for his research assistance in this episode. And until next time, Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. That's right. And Pascot, thank you as well. Sure, it was good to be here and, and Merry Christmas. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of technology on StarQuest and Merry Christmas for me as well. Hi, everyone. This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest, with a special message as we approach the Christmas season. This past year, the StarQuest Network has continued to expand our mission of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture through our many entertaining and informative programs. Now we need your generous financial support to keep producing the shows you love and to reach new audiences with more of the life-changing and uplifting programming we've been creating for more than a decade. That's why it's very important that we hear from you this Advent and Christmas, the time when nonprofits receive most of their support for the year. If you are already a supporter of StarQuest, we thank you and ask you to prayerfully consider increasing your support at this time. If you're not yet a supporter, please become one now. Every gift counts. Could you give $15 or even just $10 per month? Whatever level of support you can offer, please show your support for SQPN this Christmas. And remember that your gifts are tax deductible. Just go to sqpn.com give. That's sqpn.com give. May God bless you this Advent and may you have a blessed Christmas season.